What's up, you hosers? Welcome to another episode of the Unlucky Puckheads podcast. My name is PA Jets fan. I am joined, as always, by CK. Yeah, I totally got lost on the way here. <laughs> uh, so let's just jump right into this. Um, I know people were probably expecting us to talk about the Stanley Cup final first, but um, today is June 17th and a lot of stuff happened today. The floodgates were opened, a bunch of trades were made, um, a lot of stuff involving Vegas came out, so we're going to go over that. Um, and the first first thing that we should probably jump into, probably the biggest news from today at least, is that Calgary and Arizona got Mike Smith. They traded Mike Smith, and going back to Arizona was Chad Johnson, Brandon Hickey, and a conditional third. That is a really, really good pickup for uh, for Calgary there, I think. I'm not sure about Arizona's. I, I I guess it was just kind of a dump in a veteran goaltender, but I, I still think they could have got a little bit more coming back. But for sure, a good move on Calgary's part, in my opinion. Oh, definitely. And Smith is... He's going to be a top league goaltender. He's going to help Calgary maybe get to that. Yeah, that, they already got to kind of a new level here the past year or so, and he's going to help them take that, you know, another step yet. I mean, we all know how dangerous Calgary could be when Kiprasov was back there and having Mike Smith, who is a very good goaltender, um, have a, I don't want to say necessarily supremely better defenseman, but it is a better defensive core in Calgary right now. So that'll give him a little bit of confidence too. Um, so no, that's a, that's a really important pickup. Great addition to a already um, improving Calgary team. Um, but yeah, like you said, I'm not sure what, I'm not sure what Arizona is going to do unless they've got their eye maybe on uh, another veteran, like maybe flurry or somebody that could be, you know, in the, in the cards. I don't know. Now nah, flurry's ours. Come on. People are yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think they could have gotten a little bit more and I don't know if they have, like you said, if they have some sort of plans for getting another vet or, you know, bringing a rookie up or something. I don't know Arizona that well, to be honest, but um, I think they could have had a little bit more coming back their way for that. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it's close. So I don't think, I don't think the, the, the price cost gap there is, too wide a little bit maybe but i don't know like I said, there might be some cards in play here with the draft and the salary cap and everything we might not have seen the whole picture yet right right and it'll be interesting to see what they're doing when we do get to see the whole picture um yeah but overall i think that you know just a, a good move by calgary and we have another friggin good good goalie on behind good goal Hey, excuse me. Yeah. We have a, a another good goalie behind good defense in the West, which is just scary. Yeah, and what they're gonna Vegas is gonna pick up like Brodeen and a couple of you know awesome top four defensemen, and Vegas will pick up Flurry. You just watch. Oh, I'm sure they will. God, we'll have to settle for Elliot, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but just I mean think of that. So now we got the Vegas. I already complained about this once, and now we're gonna have the Golden Knights in our flipping conference mm -hmm. with Flurry backstopping them. Mike Smith up in Calgary. Come on, this just isn't fair. God, one of us like they need to switch the divisions around so we can go like over to the Metropolitan for a bit, just tear them up for a bit. I don't want to face Murray either. <laughs> it's easier than the goalies in the West, though. But anyway, moving on from that. Um, so this wasn't today, but I think uh, really the biggest thing of the past week, besides the Stanley Cup final and everything, 
was the move by the Montreal Canadiens. Um, yeah, that was a smart move. Yeah. You knew he was going somewhere, though. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they really didn't need Sergachev. Like, they had they had no use for him, honestly, um, with their core. And, you know, Druin will fit in well there. I think his play style will fit in really well. And it's good for Tampa, too, because, you know, they're lacking a little bit defensively. So picking up Mikhail Sergachev is a really good move by them. So it's... I saw someone on uh, the hockey Reddit say that it was the elusive win-win trade, and I completely agree with that. Oh yeah, it absolutely was. Yeah, that was well, Druin. You you knew he was almost gone in the you know by the deadline last season. So you know he was gonna be moved. He needed to be moved. Um, a great pickup for the Habs. They're gonna you know, they're gonna. You, you think you said everything perfectly well. Um, very very good deal that needed to be done for sure. Um, and there's also like a couple other small pieces that, again, you know, after this, this weekend is going to be so much fun. Oh, man, I can't wait to do, you know, to do the, the next podcast because, man, after that, after the expansion draft and everything, this whole thing is just going to explode. I can't wait because there's going to be so many deals going on. Um, but uh, like there's, you know, there's like um, Devils got Mueller and uh, my goodness, they uh, Sharks are actually talking with um with Thornton and um, Marlowe, I think. Yeah. Uh, because they might, yeah, there, there might be something going on there. Um, like there's so much happening right now. And uh, these are definitely what I, I agree with you. They're the two biggest ones, but I'm just wondering how many contracts or at least signed waiting for ownership signatures are actually sitting in Vegas's, you know, office drawer right now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Like you said, that's just going to that's going to explode. It, I'm super excited for this next week. Really, we're going to have like an hour and a half episode next next time. <laughs> that's all right. I mean, if there's that much to talk about, that's just spectacular. Yeah, right. Like right now, we're kind of just, you know, the season's done. We'll talk about the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, there's you know a couple of stories there, but we're all just sitting on pins and needles waiting because this is probably the most exciting offseason we've had in quite some time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean. Normally, you're just kind of, you know, the draft happens and then you're just waiting for July. You know, you're waiting for Christmas in July. And we just have something that is so fun to follow breaking up the monotony this year. I just can't wait. Oh, and uh, yeah, I don't want to. Um, I realize it was kind of just a minor deal to everybody else, but um, the Caps picked up Grayovac, of course, from Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. Just want to say it's my team. Um, he's going to be good, you know, on their farm team for a little while. And then um, he will be a good, like, third line player he just needs to develop a little more um he didn't he played quite a few games with minnesota but he was never really given the opportunity um to really step up with the big guys a few games he did score a couple goals not too bad but um no he's a he's a really good solid big kid he's gonna be good i can see him you know if they throw him out there with uh i mean if you put him out there with backstrom he'd be really really good um support for Backstrom with the strength against the wall he's got and everything. So uh, it was just a draft pick fifth round. So I think that was like, uh, I think you had texted me. It definitely was to just free up a little bit of cap space, but that's a trade that I thought was worth mentioning because you will see his name again. And you know, on the ice in the NHL, Gravex got what it takes. So um, yeah, that's pretty good too. And we'll see what we're going to do with that fifth rounder. I bet we just trade that off as a package deal. I, I would imagine I, you know, obviously fifth round is the well, value. <laughs> We got to pull some sort of veteran or somebody because Kemper's gone. I mean, that's going to happen. 
And so Kemper's going to go in probably some package deal and we're going to have to bring in some, I don't know if we'll pull up somebody from, you know, the, uh, the goalie ranks at Minnesota has already been farming or if we're going to try and pick up maybe a, you know, just a, a decent backup. I don't, so I don't have no idea. Brzezgalov can dress again, I guess. <laughs> I would love that. No one is good. No one is good. Uh, speaking of news that like isn't really big to people who are at fans. Uh, so the word is that Toby Enstrom has waived his no move clause. Um, so the Jets oh, will be able to I hadn't heard that. Yeah. So we will be able to go seven, seven, three, one. Um, and the word is, I don't know if this is true or not. Of course, it's just a rumor uh, in the press, but he did it specifically because, you know, he's loved playing for this organization. He's loved, he's loved everything about it. And he's basically almost, it's almost like he's sacrificing his own career to make it easier on the Jets. Just, you know, props to him for that. You know, especially if you love a place, you don't want to leave it. So waving that is a big deal for us. And, you know, just, it, it it it's so great to see a player willing to do that kind of thing for the team to show that you know they have that much love for it. So it's it's a good thing for us. Uh, you know now we can go seven three one and um, have a little bit better better protection odds for some of our players, Perot and Armia, Lowry. You know see who see who we uh, protect now. But props to Toby Enstrom. That makes me kind of happy. But if he does go, I, it'll make me really sad. And there's, you know, there is, there's going to be so many unprotected players on each team and there's going to be little, you know, little moves made here and there to kind of just prevent it as best they can. But, um, yeah, as Fletch said in the interview, he said he wakes up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat and he goes, then he just has to keep repeating himself over and over. They can only take one player and then he can <laughs> sleep again. So like, that's what, cause obviously, I mean, from, you know, the buzz from Minnesota is, it's pretty much already a done deal. They're taking Brodeen, which, like I said, whether it's Brodeen or Zucker, either one of those guys, it's going to sting bad. Yeah. Um, but at least they can only take one. You know, that's the best part is one. That's it. But, um, but yeah, that's uh, that's kind of cool. I hadn't heard that news there from your side of things. That's that's good for y'all. Um, and then also, hey, uh, 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 the 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 Sabers hiring. They hired Housley, which I think is. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. I think that's a good hiring. Um, that's good for that franchise. See them moving forward with somebody who, uh, I mean, Housley is pretty much very well known in, in uh, Buffalo. So I think he's a really good fit for that position. I think when they came out the short list of names there last week and Housley was on it, that pretty much was, you are, you knew it was going to be Housley then. You know, and the thing is, I don't know a lot about him. Like, I've heard his name before, obviously, but I don't like, I don't have a deep knowledge of him. So why is he good for Buffalo? Um, he actually was, he played for Buffalo. He was, uh, okay. he was a player there. And then he, um, obviously he's continuing his professional career and he was um, uh, uh, under um, Laviolette as an assistant ah. coach. And so, yeah, they, they brought him back to Buffalo. He's going to be the head coach up there. I just think that's a really good, it's a good fit for, you know, how Sabres fans are passionate about the team and, you know, no matter what happens and it's just, it's a good like hometown name, a name that's familiar to them. You know, the the fans will be able to adopt him really quickly, and you know he's going to have obviously, you know, a little bit of Lavillette's play style, and that's not going to hurt him either. No, it's not. Yeah, then, then that is a really good. You know, you always want to have a coach. I think that if you have the option, that's kind of connected to the city in some way, so that not only can the the players get behind him, so the fans can get behind him too. You know, uh, just you know, this is kind of a 
a guy that that's been here before that knows these crowds that that knows exactly what buffalo needs so yeah that is a, a i i would agree with you if that's the case and that's a great pickup for them yeah he was um like he's uh he's in the hockey hall of fame for sure i don't know exactly when they put him in but he's been there i mean housley's he's a you know, pretty big name up there. He played, he, he was drafted by the Sabres like forever ago. It was like mid eighties or something like that. And so, you know, he was there when, you know, for, I think my goodness, he might've been there 10 years. So yeah, it's a, uh, that's, yeah, it's a good call and it's there. It's going to be a comfortable fit. He's going to have, um, you know, Okposo is going to be coming back. He's got Eichel of course to work with. And um, you know, with the speed that the Sabres have, I think with Laviolette's style, you know, take take what the Predators did this year. Learn from that. You know, try and find similar pieces to rebuild with in Buffalo, but you also have speed and a scoring touch that the Predators just didn't have. And, you know, in Eichel, because that kid's amazing. Yeah, that's, uh, I, like I said before, I think, I think Sabres are going to come out a lot stronger than what people thought they will. Great. Another team that's coming out strong. <laughs> Seems like almost everybody is. But uh, well, that just makes for a fun league, right? Yeah, it does. It does. You know, you you want as few 2012 Oilers as you can possibly get to keep it interesting. So, yeah, but it just makes it more painful for the rest of us. <laughs> but I uh, so absolutely. all in good fun. All in good fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Don't worry, Mike Milberg still finds something to be overly critical about. Three podcasts in a row. I thought we wanted to stay away from him. <laughs> no, no, this this time it's uh it's uh, uh Crosby smashing um PK's face into the ice there behind the net with no call and then uh Mike Milbury after the game saying, "Yeah, I had it coming." Yeah, that's uh we'll we'll get to that. We will get to that in further detail, trust me, cuz I have a lot of rants to make about that that entire final, but uh we'll get to that here in a bit. Um, so for more Vegas news, uh, Pierre Lebrun tweeted earlier today, um, spoke with a GM yesterday who was guessing that Vegas already had three first round picks in their back pocket with more picks to come before Wednesday. See, that's, that's a little bit interesting to me if that's true. Of course, it is just a rumor because he's speaking to a GM and the GM's just kind of guessing, but still. Yeah. How would they get three? Well, I, I guess it's already leaked. It's confirmed. It wasn't supposed to have leaked, but they do have Columbus's. Um, I, I guess that's pretty much completely confirmed. They have Columbus's, and that's 24th overall. So there's one. I wouldn't be surprised if someone like, actually probably someone like, almost like the Jets or, you know, uh, the Pens or something like that dealt their, their first rounder to them uh, for something. Um, three does seem a little bit high though. I do agree with you. Like one or two, I'd have an easier time believing, but <laughs> Minnesota, give us protein back. <laughs> Just... Please. We, we have spent four years building this defensive core and finally we have what we need. Please don't do that. Just take, just take full in instead, like have the pick and full in. just take them both. We'll give you Prosser and Folan. <laughs> and we'll throw in Kemper just for the heck of it. Oh, man. If, if, if you can't find use for him, Kemper is really good at mopping, so you can just send him upstairs. <laughs> oh, that's great. 
Uh, we, it's like we can't get through a podcast without bashing Mike Bilberry, mentioning Matt Cullen, mentioning Ily Brzezgalov, and bashing Kemper. I hadn't mentioned Matt Cullen yet, though I'm going to. You were going to. I know you're going to. Well, of course. We haven't talked about the game yet. <laughs> yeah, we will get to that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there were other deals today, but uh, a lot of them were small. Like, we already we just kind of glossed over the New Jersey Devils thing um, with Mueller going for um san jose's second and fourth round picks in 2017 i'm not sure what overall they are but that's a good pickup by the devils i mean it's it is not, not even close to a blockbuster but it's it's good no i wouldn't call that a minor deal either that's in the middle it's just a it's a good pick it's a good good move but yeah like you said it's not not anything like earth shattering yeah right um i, I wanted to point this out uh since we're kind of done with the almost done with the news so the Calgary Flames, this is on the top of the hockey Reddit, now have people named Mark, Matthew, Michael in the Finnish way, Michael, 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 Matt, Matt, and Mike. <laughs> That's, I never thought of that. <laughs> that would get interesting. It's good. It's a good thing players uh, can quickly come up with nicknames for each other because it'll be like 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 Monty Python skit with everyone in Australia <laughs> named Bruce. <laughs> Good eye, Bruce. Good eye, Bruce. Now it's going to be like, hello, Michael. Hello, Michael. Hello, Michael. <laughs> good game, Mike. All right, guys, let's have a good game. What was your name again? My name My name is Phil. <laughs> you know what? We're going to call you Mike, just so there's no confusion. <laughs> oh, God. It'll be confusing out in the ice. Mike, Mike, pass it. Mike, Mike. pass it here, Mike. Pass it to me. You have Smith in the crease confused. Oh, no, 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 it, it, they can tell. It's like it's there's like inflection. You can tell which Mike is Mike. <laughs> if it's said with it'll, more urgency, no, it's the goalie. Yeah, yeah. And it'll be like Mike. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> uh, poor, <laughs> they're playing the wild, and poor Grand will be like, "It's not Michael, it's Mikhail," <laughs> because no one, because no one says it right on the radio, or on TV, or anywhere. No one says my name right. There goes Michael Granlin. You just hear him from the ice. No! It's, uh, Pierre. He doesn't even try. <laughs> I don't know. He, you know, with, with Pierre, he would, like, somehow be right in some way. Like, Pierre always finds, like, there's some weird way to be correct. Unless he's talking about Crosby, where he just gushes. Ah, I can handle Pierre. He's a good guy. You know, he can be really annoying, but you cannot argue about his hockey knowledge. He is just, like, a, a genius. Like, he knows pretty much everything about that. There is, everything there is to know about the sport, Pierre knows. So he can annoy you all he wants, but you can't argue that he's a very, very intelligent guy who knows a lot about the sport. Yeah, and he's not, his face isn't punchable like Milbury's is. No, not, uh, he's close to it. He's He's, like... If you're going from Mike Milbury to Corey Perry, he's probably like uh, just just behind Mike Milbury, I guess. Like he's not even he's not quite on the scale yet. But understood. Ah, um, sad news. I don't know if you've ever uh, used this at all. Um, Icebreaker, which was just kind of an aggregator for a bunch of hockey news and everything, um, and anal analyzing tweets, all that kind of stuff. Um, 
shutting down indefinitely due to some development concerns um, with one of their their hosts, which is really sad. You know, we're essentially losing another great third party hockey website. First Cap Geek and now Icebreaker shutting down. Yeah, I I had seen something about that, and yeah, I was familiar with Icebreaker. Never really went there much, but I did know about it. So we're losing another resource. Next thing you know, hockey's future will be gone. But yeah, just just sad news there. Yeah, that's a shame. Well, I don't have I don't have enough uh, enough brains to to do that sort of thing. But it's uh, I don't know. It's all falls in the realm of you know we're going the wrong direction. I don't know if. I wish I knew a little bit more information as to why. Uh, it's pretty much just to... I'm actually looking at the, the site right now as to why it shut down, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, um, he just says, rather upsetting news, he talked about a new version of Icebreaker, and he mentioned in one of the comments that he used a service called MonkeyLearn for analysis of tweets. Um, since then, MonkeyLearn has become unreliable as they made changes that negatively affected how Icebreaker categorized news. So he's been working on rewriting an entirely new version that does away with Monkey Learn. Um, but today he was notified that he's exceeded the restrictions of the free plan, and the next tier available is three hundred bucks a month. So he basically has to shut it down just due to development costs. He can't handle the development yeah. costs. Yeah, I get Which, it. He did mention that he is writing a new one, so hopefully, you know, it's not going to be down permanently, just indefinitely. And he says it'll be July at the earliest. So, you know, rate the expansion draft for losing a great aggregator, which makes me sad, but Reddit's still here at least. Oh, yeah. Reddit's not going to go anywhere. That is kind of my destination right now. So, we're talking about the Golden Knights and the drafts and the deals that have happened so far. So, we're going to have now, obviously, we have. 15 teams in the Western Conference, 16 teams in the Eastern Conference. So who's next? Seattle? I think so. Um, I think so, of, too. There's been a lot of buzz about that. and um, I forget who it was. That's, it's a name that's recognizable to you know, not hockey fans. Like He's a celebrity, but I can't think of who it is that's you know, kind of a, in a partnership out there. I can't think of who it is, though. But yeah, they've been really pushing that hard, and I think hockey would succeed there. I, th- I really do. I think it would be a great hockey I think so. And it would be good for, like, because obviously you know what division they'd be in. So I don't think, like, where they're at, it'd be very comfortable travel-wise, too. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, no matter how good of a fit it is, you're always going to have the people complaining because it's not the Nordiques. <laughs> Everybody wants their Quebec Could be. back. But, yeah, that's just a great fit overall and they you know all the potential ownership out there seems really interested but i mean if we expand again you know say it's two years down the line that that'll be disastrous for both our teams like that will really shake the league up having the gold knights this year and then a couple years down the road having it happen again that would be uh kind of a nuke but it would make it more interesting well and i think it's more I mean, this is the buzz with Seattle. This isn't the first time. I mean, they've—I think they've already bid once or twice to try and you know to try and get a team. So I think they know. I mean, there's investors up there. I'm, I'm not sure who you mean, honestly, but um, yeah, I, I know there's people it. up there who really would love to. And there's a couple of arenas up there that I know, um, you know, would be able to support it. So 
yeah, I don't know. We'll just have to. I'm kind of excited to see because you know we're gonna make the league even now, so we got a odd yeah, man out yeah. going on on the Western. So I think there was supposed to. There might have even been maybe another one coming on, so it would have been you know even East and West. But I guess uh, you know the money just didn't come through in time or whatever. They keep that pretty hush hush. But there's something else going on too in the background. I just looked it up. That's who it is, Jerry Bruckheimer. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's he's kind of uh, involved in it. Yeah, yeah. So we will have to see. I really think you know, Key Arena is getting renovated right now. So uh, I think in the next few years, we'll definitely see some news about it. If you know, if it's not Quebec City, it'll probably be Seattle. And of course, you know, Quebec City is another Eastern team. So what will we do with the divisions then if that happened? So I think Seattle is the better fit there, but we shall see. So if it's Bruckheimer, is it going to be, you know, like everything's going to explode? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's one of those. Not as bad as like, you know, Michael Bay, but, you know, like. No, no, no. Michael Bay, like Michael Bay, like inanimate objects explode. But I mean, Bruckheimer does like his, you know, his lights in action and might be, uh, you know, if he has a say in arena design and entertainment, actually pretty good, I would think. That would be pretty fun. You're just. You know, every time a goal is scored right behind the, the net, just giant flamethrowers go off. That would be pretty And cool. it's Bruckheimer. So if there's like a, if there's like a, the refs are like reviewing a call or something, it'll be like, you know, Jack Sparrow. Like, that's interesting. You know, <laughs> bunch of clips from Armageddon. <laughs> you know, whereas with, with Michael Bay, like, player would step on the ice and their skate would explode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Puck goes to the back of the net, goalie explodes. Um, so I, I really think that's it for like the, uh, I guess the news for right now, the, the big, the big stuff. Um, there's protection issues. The only thing I can think of is there's protection issues for Jonathan Marcheseau in Florida. Um, so he's potentially available. I believe covering that, that's pretty much everything for the expansion draft right now um the floodgates did open a little yeah. bit today but we're still waiting for just the dam to burst to fully just flood everything oh uh one other thing one other thing alex gilchenyuk is apparently being shopped around that's pretty big for montreal i did want to bring that up uh, it's just a rumor but i was just saying i didn't hear that yet yeah it's just a rumor um, a couple of people have tweeted it. I think Pierre LeBron tweeted it. Um, I think Bob McKenzie said something about it. And with Bob McKenzie, you know, it's usually pretty accurate. So, yeah, we'll have to see how that see how that turns out. But especially uh, acquiring Giroux in, that might be good for them to move somebody and uh, see what they can get for him. But we shall see on that one. It's just a rumor at this point. There's not necessarily any huge backing for it, but. You know, it, it, we're going to see in the next few days whether that's true or not. So, are you ready to discuss the final? Oh, hang on. Let me take a quick drink of my Smirnoff ice here. <laughs> that sounds like a joke, but it is not. Oh, man. So, should we... Hey, I just got the pun. I'm drinking a Smirnoff ice. We're talking about hockey. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. That's funny. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. 
That's a dad joke shut, right there. Shut up. That's shut a dad up. joke right there. I didn't say it was a joke. I said it was a pun. I'm drinking this from <laughs> ice. We're talking about ice hockey. I guess just, puns don't have to it's, be funny. Yeah, it's relative. <laughs> All right. Anyway. I'm just dodging uh, having to talk about that final. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, I'll spare you for a few minutes and just go on my rant here. Okay, so a shot is taken. It bleeds through Matt Murray. It is in the blue paint, bouncing around. It gets poked into the net. Clean goal by a mile. The ref is in the wrong spot and calls it dead. That call, that call, costs the Nashville Predators the Stanley Cup. I I don't think the Pens would have scored any more than that one goal. I think it would have gone to overtime. I think the Preds would have buried it. Because of... One ref and his bad call, the Stanley Cup was given to the Pittsburgh Penguins. That this is the angriest I've ever been as a hockey fan, and it's not even my team. That was such a bad call. That is up with the it was in thing from way back when. Like that was terrible. Absolutely terrible. So you don't think that uh the Predators lost the Stanley Cup in Game 5? No, it was for sure a, a poor performance. But I don't think it was lost then. I, and, I know. Well, you know, I just I just said that just because. Because I feel the exact same way. I mean, here's the thing. So you look at like the back camera of that non-goal. And you have linesmen. You have the back ref. You know, it's... it's <laughs> That's one of those plays where, okay, well, the one ref, yes, lost sight of the puck, said he was going to blow the whistle. And, you know, his intent was to blow the whistle. The whistle had been blown before the puck was put in the net. But that's one of the balls where they need to come together and the other, the linesmen need to say, no, that was not ever covered. And see, that's the thing that's the ref makes the call. And then right now is the rule state. It's completely 100% non-challengeable, non-reviewable. That's, that's it, period. And then, you know, some, uh, some people were saying, yeah, well, even if that was a mistake, the refs, you know, made up for it. There was a five on three later on. Oh no, that's not how it works. I don't care what the refs did to in quote, make up for it. That's one of those calls that, yes, I understand not making those plays reviewable for a reason because we don't want to of the NFL and everything is just a flag, a flag, a flag, and just it slows the game down and wrecks the whole thing. But in cases like that, okay, so don't make it reviewable, but make it challengeable. You know, give the coaches one, like give the coach an extra challenge, you know, give them two challenges or you know, just something. I don't know, but that can't happen. Because and it happens quite a bit in the regular season too, where it's exactly that the ref loses sight of the puck. Well, like you said, the ref needs to get in the right of the ice to watch the play that's happening. I realize that's a very difficult with a high speed game, but okay, in a game like the Stanley Cup Final, and we're talking, you know, if a team wins this game, this very game, the Stanley Cup is theirs. You can't do that. You have to wait a heartbeat or two before you blow that whistle to see what's going to happen. If you lost sight of the puck, that does not mean the goalie has it. And so you need to wait, not, you know, I'm not saying five seconds and let them beat on the goalie and everything, but that puck only sat behind that goalie for what 
not even a full second before it was put in the net. Yeah. yeah I'm sorry. The my intent to blow the whistle that is bullcrap. Absolutely. Going back to what you said, you know the you know quote unquote make up for it by giving penalties and stuff. I saw someone on Reddit put the the perfect counter argument to that, and it's that a single goal is worth ten thousand power plays. Like having that score on the board is worth more than any power plays you could throw out there. It doesn't matter. Like you were saying, it's just yeah, I, I it just circles back to you can't let that happen. You know this this is this, the cup is going to a could be going to a team this game because of that call. You can't be letting that happen, and you can't try to make up for it because there is no making up for it. It that that's just that's it. But man, I. I, I texted you that night. I was pissed off because I, I I was watching it happen, and I'm like that. I think that just cost the Nashville Predators the game, and it ended up doing it. You know that you received a string of texts from me in all caps with really bad grammar because I was so ticked off. No, I was watching the play, and I like I didn't yell. I didn't. I just sat and stared at the screen, and was like. There is no possible way that just happened in the Stanley Cup final. That did not just happen because that was such a 100% good goal that I could not believe that a ref blew that dead on the tent to, you know, to blow the whistle. And I'm like, that wasn't even kind of covered. The goalie at no point, at no point did the goalie have that puck. It was not a save. It was a goal. And it was like, it's, it's not even, you watch it over and over and over and over. It went right through him and was put in the net. I don't, I don't get it. I still don't. It's like, it's, I'm, I'm too dumbfounded to even be upset about it. And again, like you said, it's not even, I'm not even a fan of the team. And I'm also, and I'm not saying this because I hate the Penguins. I don't hate the Penguins, but as one NHL team, another NHL team, and you see that happen, I don't care who's on the ice. I don't care if it's, you know, I don't care if it's, you know, it, it, I mean, I'm, I'm starting to go on a rant here, aren't I? But that's okay. Yeah. You know, I don't care if it's Dubnik and the puck leaks through him. It, it, it's a good goal, period. Yeah, absolutely. And like, like you said, going back to something you said earlier, that actually has been happening all year. Like, it, you know, this, a lot of attention was drawn to this because it decided the Stanley Cup, but like that has been happening all year. And, last year too like it, it's been a problem for a while it's just this is the first time that it's been a screw up this large i hate hate intent to blow the whistle yeah so i do hate I. that because that is such a small window of time between i meant to blow the whistle and a puck being put in the net all right listen if the puck goes in the net Okay, if it's anything else, then all right, fine. It's then blizzle. But if the puck goes in the net, okay, then that should be league reviewable at that point in time to see if whatever the ref was going to blow his whistle for on his intent actually was correct because there's there's way too big a window for human error there to occur in that literal half second that, you know, intent to blow the whistle comes into play. And to make that to say that the ref has that ultimate power. Oh, I had the intent to blow the whistle, therefore we it's non-reviewable, the game moves on. Now that's I am all for a fast game. No, I don't want it slowed down anymore, but that needs taken care of. 
Yeah, it absolutely does. It's just like you you covered it really well. I don't think I can really even add anything to it other than it's a large problem and it needs to stop. You know, another defense I heard about that whole thing was that, oh, there was goalie interference anyways. That's a couple arguments. I saw that on Twitter and in a Facebook group. You know, there was some goalie interference there anyways. And I was just like kind of sitting there stewing my anger going, but that wasn't the call. The call was not goalie interference. If you want to review it on goalie interference, fine. But that was not the call. Like that wasn't no. even brought into the equation. Exactly. It's like, well, if that was goalie interference, then where's the penalty? Yeah. It's just not even like, it's just that argument makes no sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> but obviously a, a big, big screw up by the league. And, you know, I, like you said, I don't hate the Penguins either. I kind of have a distaste for them because they beat us like constantly. I don't know. They're, they're kind of our kryptonite in the East, but like it just, it, it, it can't happen. And especially, you know, especially for the Penguins when there's been all those accusations of, that I don't believe like 100%, but like I said in the earlier episodes, you know, some favoritism towards them. But, uh, you know, you just can't let that happen in that situation. Colin was awesome, though. Colin was like the man the whole series. Oh, of course he was. You know, we could get into the argument about, you know, comparing him to Ilya's Brzezgalov again, but I think we should avoid that. Uh, but yeah, he was... I, I, I can't argue... With the Penguins' performance, they played great. All of them did. You know, Murray was in no, the not the whole time, but yeah, they they did when they needed to I, be. Yeah, I, I think they played like the Penguins the entire time. I don't think there was there was a, you know there's always a couple bad breakdowns and just stuff that shouldn't happen in hockey. It's hockey, but I think they played like the Penguins all game. They played a very good game, and you know they're all they're all very skilled. So I, I can't argue with anything there. I mean, Gensel was amazing. Um, Malkin disappeared at times, um, but then he would pop up now and again. And, you know, because he's sometimes he does that, you know, Malkin will kind of fall back in the shadows. And then all of a sudden there he is again. I don't know if that's part of his game, probably. But um, but I mean, Crosby did. I mean, Crosby was there pretty much every game. I had mentioned I kind of gave him a little bit of lower grade because there was some times where I don't know if it's because Nashville was getting into his head or it was the crowd or he was getting hit a little more than he liked, but um, he didn't show up for a couple of games. He wasn't very Crosby-like. He was still there, but, you know, wasn't what you'd expect. But, I mean, through the whole the whole series, I mean, I think, uh, you know, some hardware was given to Crosby that I probably would have liked to see him go to, to Murray, though I'm, I understand why it didn't because, obviously, Murray shared the, the crease with Flurry there for the – the playoffs for the, all the series together. And uh, I totally, I, I think the best player on the team for the heart and the play and everything was Gensel. He was really, really, really good. And he really, they've got something special in him again, because the Penguins always have something special. And so if he keeps performing like that and you know, through the regular season at all, he's going to just be another one of those 30 goal scores on their team. Like the Penguins needed more firepower. Right. The Penguins are the Blackhawks of the East in terms of that. They just find a way to keep getting these explosive players on decent contracts. It's mind-blowing. But, uh, so, going back a couple of games, um, there was the Subban and Crosby incident that also ticked me off. So, 
obviously they went they both went down they were kind of tussle a little bit back there and they both ended up going down and so crosby is on top of suban and he like he's smashing suban's head against the ice repeatedly and i to be fair suban did have a hold of crosby's leg like if you watch the replay you can see that but crosby is uh, it's just a hilarious as well situation for me because crosby's there smashing suban's head into the ice and the ref is literally standing right next looking right at it just like huh that's interesting that, hap- that happens all the time. And, like, it gets to the point where you can't help but laugh at it. Like, he's just sitting there with this dumb look on his face, just watching Crosby smash someone's head into the ice. That's because it happens so often. I mean, seriously, I'm pretty sure that when, like, when the Canucks are at home in Vancouver, they I think they have a sign on the door when they walk out, like right before they step on the ice, there's a sign above that says, don't forget to smash everybody's face into the ice. <laughs> it's like not, a team mantra they have. They're not as bad with that anymore. Come on. If at any point in time you're, uh, you have a player on the ice and you have a chance to smash their face into the ice, you know, that's, <laughs> that's what Van, it's, that's what we do as Canucks. In fact, we're going to focus more on that than actually playing hockey. Oh, there you go, pissing off another fan base again. <laughs> I know, love it, right? <laughs> I do not care about pissing off Vancouver fans. I'm still okay with that. Man, they're not. You don't even hate them that much anymore. Come on. Sedine sisters are still there, so I'll hate them for a little while. <laughs> who, who, who was it that you really hated? Because they was it one of the Sedines that broke it was, news? Whatever. It was Alex Burrows. Oh yeah, he's not there anymore. But Sedine sisters are still there, and. <laughs> I only hate them because they play against the Wild really well and score all the time. So, yeah, they they had that magic touch against the Wild. But yeah, I mean, overall, with the Cup final, it's just I sit here now. I've gotten over the anger. I just keep, sit here depressed because Pens won again. You know, I mean, the last couple of years have been dominated by just a few teams, and it's kind of sad to see you know the Predators do as well. You know, kind of almost live a dream here and just get knocked out by a bad call. It just, I just, I'm still kind of depressed at it. No, I just, I just said, you know, basically it's a little not fair just because the penguins get to have nine players on the ice, you know, all at one time. It's just four of them get to wear stripes. (laughs) My wife threw out a good one too. She's like, she said about, uh, she goes, you know, she heard that, um, like Gordy Howe's name had to be, um, taken off the cup to make room for the ref's name. <laughs> I didn't see that on Facebook somewhere, too. Yeah. Oh, man. You know you know the saying, I'm blind, I'm deaf, I want to be a ref. That's right. But, um, At yeah, the PPG I... Paint Center. It's <laughs> so my lifelong dream is to be, a, is to be a, a ref in the NHL and so I can non-call stuff in Pittsburgh. <laughs> You can watch Crosby smash people's faces into the ice and just be entertained by it. Oh, isn't that cute? He's so good. <laughs> Best player in the world right here. Look at how he smashes his face into the ice. He's, that's just, it's pro. Pierre, are you seeing this? Hey, I'm putting my pants back on. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, uh, so that's really the... I, I think that's really all I can say about the final. Just, I don't want to talk about it anymore. 
I just don't. No, I mean, all in all, I mean, again, we talked about it at length last time. Nashville, fantastic place for cup final. That was electric. I loved it. I hope they have decent success next year. Hopefully not quite as good because, you know, I'd like to uh, – Maybe a little farther. Uh, probably both our teams I'd like to see in the playoffs and get maybe past the first round. I don't know. But um, no, it, it was a good series for that. It did bring quite a few people into the, you know, the game of hockey. And I tell you, I think my favorite story in this final was, of course, you know, the NBA finals happened at the same time. And so Barkley was actually at and it, one of the games. And he was there. He was like, of course, you know, right next to courtside. And partway through the basketball game, he got up and they're like, where are you going? And he literally said right there courtside, he's like, this is boring. I'm going to go watch hockey. And he went up to the lounge, (laughs) turned the TV to hockey and was watching the Stanley Cup final. (laughs) And when he was at the NBA final, he was watching hockey instead. That's funny. Now, if that doesn't tell you something, Lord Barkley left rinks or left courtside to go up and watch Stanley Cup final. (laughs) That's amazing. That is amazing. But yeah, great atmosphere. I Nashville, I, they got to win the cup at some point just because I want to see that city explode. But hopefully, hopefully not before the Jets or the Wild. No, you don't care about the Wild when we come to that story. That's okay. You can be truthful. Yeah, I, you know, I hope the Wild face the Blackhawks in the second round every year from here on out. I'm okay with that too because we'll whoop them. That's <laughs> Blackhawks are Blackhawks are uh, they're they're the a team of the past now. Hopefully, we can just we can hope they go the way of the Avalanche. Oh, they'll still show up, and they're still going to be nasty. But I think they uh, they're lacking a significant part of their punch. Yeah, I mean that that the whole cap space thing has just decimated them. Yeah, and this the expansion draft and with the cap space issues and the actual draft coming up, it's not going to be very kind to Chicago. Not at all. Not at all. But I'm sure we'll be getting into that next week. We can, we can make oh, fun of them all we want. Hey, there's an idea I didn't think about. Okay. So what if, what if the Golden Knights, okay, they pick up Flurry, all right? And then because of the Pittsburgh contacts with the owner and the coach, in Buffalo now, what if Buffalo then trades and takes Flurry and sends Flurry up to Buffalo? That would be an interesting situation because they could do it. They've got that, the cap space. They've got you know. No, they're not allowed. We need him. Nah, Flurry's going to play for Vegas, and he'll. That's yeah. where he's going to stay. Because that's the one thing is you know even with you know the unprotected players, you know all the the the, the major franchise names, the, the major people, they're they're going to be protected and so if they can get flurry i mean Flurry's a huge name fantastic you know veteran in the locker room on the ice that's somebody that as a new franchise if you can get your hooks on him he's the type of guy you want to have and keep because he's always smiling he's very you know he, he could be the franchise face for the first few years absolutely i've already seen a couple people both on facebook and on reddit on twitter saying that you know if they're Vegas fans, the first jersey they're going to get if this happens is Flurry. Like, they're going straight for him. And yeah, I would be, too. I really think he will probably, if that, if all this happens, he will be the face of that team for a while. I think so too. Though it, someone uh, was talking about how hilarious it would be, you know. So he, he waved all his no move, his new move, no move clause and everything. And, you know, he's saying all these emotional goodbyes to the team and then nothing happens. 
Oh, yeah, that's not likely. <laughs> no, it's not, but it would be hilarious if it happened. Sorry, oh. they have they have a generational goalie in Murray now. Yeah, and do. as much as they love Flurry and the fans love Flurry, the team loves Flurry. There's no, they have no problem with Flurry in Pittsburgh. But when you get a commodity like Murray who plays like that, and he's what twenty four or something like that, I mean, come on, as a goalie and he's playing that well in you know his low mid twenties, yeah, that's sorry, Flurry's been supplanted. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, he would be sent out as a trade if it wasn't picked, which he's going to be, but, you know, it's beside the point. Uh, I wanted to point out, um, talking about the Penguins, so they, they did the parade. Did you see any pictures or any video or anything, anything from the parade? No, I didn't. Oh, I was man. listening I was listening to NHL radio, though, when they were talking about it. Oh, man. Phil Castle's dress was hilarious. I actually sent you a Facebook uh, message that has the picture of him on it. Oh, but he's wearing like, you know, these really tacky sunglasses. And the, the picture's hilarious because not only is he wearing these tacky sunglasses, cargo shirts, cargo shorts, excuse me, and sandals with his jersey, he's signing the back of a baby. It is one of the funniest and most Phil Kessel pictures I've ever seen. It's great. But like that's how all the players were dressed. They were all they all had like cargo shorts and sandals. And they all they all look like that fifty year old dad at a barbecue that won't stop talking about like the NFL. Even Gensel. Oh, for goodness sakes. I assume you just looked at it. I did, and it's like <laughs> the baby is pretty much please don't let him eat me. <laughs> he doesn't think I'm a Big Mac, does he? <laughs> Phil, sign my baby. <laughs> What's real sad? It's Pittsburgh, so she, that she probably took that baby like to a tattoo parlor afterwards and had Kessel's name literally tattooed under her child. <laughs> I would not doubt it. I would not doubt it at all. Oh, also, I want to point out it's 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 pretty much in the same realm as the tattoo she has in her lower back that says Ben Roethlisberger parking here. <laughs> oh god now you're pissing off nfl fans good that i don't <laughs> care about either going multi-sport multi-sport here that's my job i did also want to point out um following a stanley cup final okay so the onion doesn't write a whole lot about hockey or sports in general but when they do they absolutely knock it out of the park because i don't know if you, i tagged you but i don't know if you saw it the headline that was released after the Penguins won the Stanley Cup final. Did you see that? I didn't know. What'd you tag me on? What'd you use? It was, it was on Facebook, but it was it okay. just, the headline was Phil Kessel rapidly decomposes after drinking from false Stanley Cup. Oh, yeah, I did see that actually. <laughs> so when they go when the onion goes out and actually does this stuff, they're hilarious. I think they posted a few years back, uh NHL players admit they're still not sure how line changes work. But I, just wanted, <laughs> I just wanted to point out how on point they are like 90% of the time. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's uh, and I just, I think it's great when you can take articles like that or not like that, but you know, like onion articles and people actually fall for it. At first. Real. <laughs> Facebook. Well, you know, I posted that article about Phil Castle on Facebook for some reason I put a caption with it. 
but for some reason it would it didn't actually go through. My caption was there wasn't enough Mac sauce on it. I told that to my AI, uh, my uh, capitals friend, and he about died. <laughs> all right, well, that's uh, pretty much all I have to talk about. Um, did you have anything else? Uh, no, no, the news is coming next week. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have... This is actually kind of a lengthy episode now. We usually are around uh, 45 minutes, and man, next week is going to be insane, insane. Yeah, I think there's going to be quite a bit to talk about. A little bit. Because I think it's, uh, what, um, is it 6 p.m., 5 p.m., Saturday, Eastern Time, that it's they have as the deadline? There. Somewhere around yeah. There, yeah. So the teams have to have their their list of who is and who ain't. And so are they going to make those public right away? Or is that just – I assume that would just be for Vegas's consideration. Yeah, it's for – what they what they've done now is that there was um, – the deadline to actually submit protected lists to the central registry um, passed about six, seven hours ago. And then teams can make trades with Vegas until 7 a.m. on Thursday. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was um, it was today. That's right. Not next week. Yeah, yeah that was today. Yeah. The deadline. So that happened a couple hours ago. And then trades. I forgot what date it was. <laughs> Told you got lost in the way here. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, so we're going to have a, quite a bit to talk about next week, and we can put this uh, Stanley Cup final behind us and hopefully get some some good news coming out of the NHL and some really fun news, so I think it's gonna make It's going to make the offseason go quick. I mean, yeah, we're going to be so ready to, to rock with whatever in the world our teams are going to look like next year. Yeah, it's... I mean, we're going to have long episodes this entire off season, really, and then I'm excited for the season to start too. You know, it'll be, it'll be well. The fun. Wild are going to do something huge again. Um, Fletcher just kind of is pointing to it. It looks like uh, we we're going to have Brodeen probably on the chopping block, and it sounds like we have um, two other pretty major defensive core players, probably Scandella and Dumba, um, on the trade block, which both of those guys are. I mean, Scandella was you know, a little question mark there last year, but we've talked about him before. But Dumba, I mean, Dumba's a – yeah, he's he still has some things to learn, but, boy, he's he's good. And so I think uh, Fletch is really – we're going to have Kemper, who I'm sure is going to be gone. We're going to have Dumba and possibly Scandella going. I don't know if Zucker's going to be on, you know, the, the sale list or not, but there's going to be some major pieces moved. And uh, I wouldn't even be surprised if – because we need a power forward, like a real another another good power forward, and so we're gonna just. I guess we'll have to see how it all works out, but I'm not sure what you know what Minnesota can do because we're we have cap issues of our own. Yeah, you do. You really do. That's what you get for signing like 50 aging wingers. I've told you that you know with the big contract. Well, the only, well, I mean the big contracts are still you know Parisian suitor. And Suter, I will not complain at all about one penny of his money. Parisi, yeah, I'm going to complain about it if yeah. he doesn't get at least 25 goals next year. He better show up. Um, Palmaville, yeah, Palmaville's Palmaville. He needs to just, you know, work it out. And I mean, we're going to, you know, we have Stahl, and Stahl's our horse right now. So if just, if Stahl can continue playing like he did this last year, then we'll be very happy with him. But, 
you know, I mean, the Jets have some pieces to move. We have some pieces to move. Dallas is going to be building, what, probably two two lines in a defensive mm-hmm. line. Um, we've got a lot of people going to be, you know, plugging some holes. I mean, Brown's got to go somewhere. I don't even know if the, the King or the, uh, the Kings can afford him right now with their cap issue because he's got he's paying, making way too much money mm-hmm. yeah, for him. There's so many, yeah, so many problems out there that teams are having with the larger contracts. And um, I actually, I did hear a little discussion on NHL radio about that. Now that I, now that I think about it, um, about how they really think that these, there's going to be a lot more just like one, one year tryout type contracts or maybe two years at the most. And you really won't see any contracts, you know, three, four years anymore. Like unless unless you're talking like franchise players like Miko Koivu, you know they'll sign him for five years or so, but we're not going to see like these big huge deals at all anymore ever, um, because this is what's happening to teams. They get these players like Brown, like um, like Parisi, like you know where it works out, but just not quite, and but you're stuck with the money, and you know that's just the way it is. Can always dump your major contracts in the Coyotes. I love Detroit. Yeah, but like you just said, though Fletcher will go find someone else who's thirty-five and had a thirty-goal, thirty-goal year six years ago. He'll grab, he'll grab Brown. Don't worry, he'll find a way. Yeah, he probably will. You just watch. Oh, this is a great pickup, Fletcher, man. <laughs> Especially since we've got so much really good farm talent. Just bring up a kid, man. We've got some good kids playing down in Houston. If you actually let them come up here and play for longer than two or three games, oh, you know, I, you might actually have something. I didn't know the uh, the arrows are back. You said Houston. Oh, is that what I said? Oh, my yeah. goodness. That's like going back I'm four so, years. Shut up. <laughs> Look, I have been a Wild fan since 2000, and let's just not talk about that. Okay. Arrows. <laughs> Baby Wild. Sorry. sorry. Sorry, Iowa fans. That's my fault. I'm just an, I'm just an, an old man stuck in the times. <laughs> All right, and with that mistake, we'll go out. I think I've had too many Schmirnoffs. You probably have. I actually have. That's a guaranteed. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll go out then. So um, obviously a lot of a lot of good stuff coming up. Um, we're going to have a lot to talk about uh, this next week. I'll probably be active on Twitter quite a bit, just complaining about stuff here and there. So um, check us out there. Again, we're at Unlucky Puckhead. No S because the Twitter name like thing is stupid. Um, you can also look us up on Facebook at Unlucky Puckheads. Um, if you have a question or anything, any anything you want to submit to us, um, uphpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, that I, I covered all our social. Oh, yeah. Um, unlucky Puckheads at wordpress.wordpress.com is our website. That's all our social media. I keep forgetting to actually say those, but I, I remember this time. So anyway. I totally blame Mike Milbury. Yeah, Mike Milbury. It just I hate him. Just throwing me off. Yeah, so this has been the Lucky Puckheads. I'm PA Jets fan. I was joined, as always, by CK. Yes, you were, as always. We will see you guys next time. Yeah, see you next week. It'll be awesome. I'm at 993, 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 I'
I'm a 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 I'm a